Hi folks, and welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Geis. Today, I'd like to welcome to the program Taylor Katz to talk to us about his vertically integrated cover crop seed business and his advice to those in the industry who are looking for ways to add value to their operations. Well, thank you very much for coming by the podcast today, Taylor. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for inviting me. So it it's interesting with a cover crop business. I mean, we hear more and more about cover crops all the time, and it sounds like your business is going to be a little unique. So could you please tell the listening audience how you got started in this business and then how this operation grew into the company that it is today? Yeah, so I guess I consider myself fairly young yet. I'm uh, 28 years old. I guess I started out in the business working for a farmer. I knew since... I was about knee-high to a grasshopper. I wanted to farm, so I kind of begun the journey working for a farmer. And actually, he had a fairly unfortunate events happen to him. His uh, sow business deteriorated on him because of some misfed feed, and he had this cover crop business, I guess, and we're kind of dabbling in it. That was about 28, so it was probably when I was 21, you know, seven, eight years ago now. Cover crops are pretty new to everybody, and uh, so just basically through working through him, I ran the drill for him. We just got started with some farmers, you know, just one customer at a time, and I ran the drill for him for a couple of years while I was through high school and that sort of things, and we had a fairly established business, and I kind of knew what I was doing, and he had offered to uh, sell it to me, and um, that's basically how I got started. I, I bought him out of it, and it was just baby steps, you know, one step at a time. We worked pretty closely with the NRCS and some programs they had going, and farmers just started to adapt it, and um, we worked closely with them. And one thing kind of led to the next. I sell seed and stuff too. And back when we started, we really didn't sell any seed. We were primarily getting seed through the customers and through the co-op. Kept integrating things. And, well, I can sell seed too. Basically, uh, we took some leaps and bounds and hoped stuff worked out for us. And it did. I built a seed cleaning facility. I got storage. I got seed cleaners. Um, I now grow my own seed, and I clean it, and it gets resold then in the fall for cover crops, and just been able to establish a business, and never dreamt in a million years this is where I'd end up, but here we are. So. so basically, you started out working for somebody else, and just doing some custom work, and that grew into selling, not only just selling the seed, but raising the seed as well, as well as doing the custom work still. Yep, I do a lot of custom work. You know, we we aerial applicate now too. I got a helicopter that I uh, contract out. We do six, seven thousand acres of aerial application a year, and now this past year we did up to thirteen thousand acres of drilling. So, just one thing just led to the next, and that's kind of where I'm at. Why I'm at where I'm at and today. So. Well, it's really interesting. So what brought you into the aerial business? And can you tell me a process of how you got into that? And, and me, we'll start there because I've got a lot of questions about that because aerial application of cover crop seed, it's it's a big deal. It's a, especially if we're looking at corn. And I know a lot of people have questions about how that process even works. So so how'd you get into it to begin with? Just basic demand. Like I said, I primarily started out with the drill and that works great. We just were getting too late for some of these guys that combine or harvest a corn crop off. And that's primarily where we fly on is 
see the guys that are harvesting their cash corn crop off and we're just getting out there sooner you know while the corn's standing around labor days usually when we start flying just getting that cover crop established getting it growing before we can even get out there with the drill or anything and before the crops even harvested and we you know the leaves start falling off and the sunlight starts coming through the canopy and allows for that cover crop to grow so basically it's just the demand came in is for an earlier establishment of the cover crop and more growth in the fall than what i could offer with the drill just because i physically could not get out there soon enough with the drill because their cash corn crop is still on the field so interesting so what made you choose a helicopter instead of an airplane it's kind of funny. There's quite a bit of competition in the cover crop world. The competition all flies with the airplanes. And so I guess, like you say, again, demand, uh, we're getting a lot of off-target application of cover crops. And, you know, some guys are extremely open-minded and <laughs> innovative and really like cover crops. And sometimes a neighbor is not. <laughs> so we're getting a lot of off-target application of the cover crops and that's why we wanted the helicopter was um, just more on target you know or just a lot more maneuverability versus flying in at a high rate of speed and trying to get your your uh, spreader started on time and shut off on time the helicopter just offers some stuff that the airplane don't as far as just precision you know, we're just able to make sure that we get our target field and applied and not the neighbors so so how does a person come about acquiring a helicopter that's suitable for aerial application and what process does it take for you to be certified to be able to fly a helicopter like this i personally am not certified for flying a helicopter you know just start asking around and eventually i i contracted a deal with a helicopter out of northern minnesota so he comes down and he does the seating for you on the helicopter and then heads back up to do pastures or whatnot with the helicopter then but yeah i line up the fields you know i meet with the customers we get fields all mapped out we get our coordinates we get our pounds per acre we get our cover crop of choice all established and basically i gotta have all the ducks in a row and then we say hey we're gonna be flying from this day to this day and generally goes really well really interesting so you know with this year too and your expertise in cover crops We've been dealing with a lot of dryness. With that fall application, that does make people wonder, if I'm going to do a cover crop, what should I be looking to use when I'm concerned that there might not be a lot of moisture this fall? I guess by far the most common cover crop is uh, like a cereal rye. Sometimes we don't get any moisture in the fall and we don't get that germination of the crop or we do get a germination and it's very little growth, you know, in the fall. That's the nice part about rye, and you can plant it in the fall and over winters. It does not die over the winter. So if we do not get much growth, it's excellent because it will come in the spring. You know, with the spring rains, there's no doubt it, it'll come. I even frost seed a lot of it. This year I planted cover crops up until Christmas. And there's a lot of guys that uh, they know they're not getting any fall growth, and they still see the benefit from getting it in in the winter and then it's the first thing growing in the spring and oftentimes you can get good month of growth and get six to eight inches of growth on that rye yet it's able to do a lot of good yet sure both in terms of forage production as well as 
controlling over those weeds that we otherwise would just be growing instead, huh? Exactly. That's uh, one thing rye is really good at doing is suppressing weeds. So it, it it is really an amazing tool. I mean, the rye is really resilient, and it's, it does take a little higher management, but it seems like through the years, people are kind of got it down to a science now, and it's kind of like clockwork. This has been a very interesting endeavor for you. Do you have any advice for others who are looking to add value to their agriculture business or their operation? I guess uh, be willing to take a chance. I mean, if you don't succeed on the first try, just keep trying. Um, That's one thing you got to be open to is failure. I mean, it doesn't necessarily work the first time. You just got to critique it and keep going and keep trying and eventually you will get it. And cover crops are a great tool too. I mean, not only in means of weed suppression and erosion, but for livestock feed and grazing, it's just kind of an extra crop that you can grow while your cash crop isn't growing. And just if you got livestock and stuff, especially, I mean, you can take pretty big advantages of uh, not only grazing, but cutting it for forage as well. And I do a lot of that on my operation too. And with the higher feed costs and corn costs, you're, you are able to cut some feed costs and get a pretty big value off of that cover crop you have the opportunity to have your cake and eat it too basically (laughs) yeah that's exactly right well taylor thank you very much for taking the time to stop by the podcast and sharing all this information with us about cover crops and how your business got started and aerial application of all things yeah you bet thanks for the invitation again and thank you to our listening audience out there y'all take care folks